Let's get chilly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Let's Chill, the official, unofficial Minnesota Witchill, Minnesota Ultimate Frisbee podcast. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Jay. And I'm Kane. And we're your host tonight. We're from Windchill Talk. Uh, the season is is just over, what, two or three months away now. Um, and there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about on the podcast. We got a lot of art, great articles coming out, great interviews coming up. So we're glad that you're here joining us tonight. Um, tonight's going to be a kind of a different uh, subject matter. We actually we do have an interview tonight, but it is just us three. Um as as some may know, the Winchill just held their open tryouts last weekend, and none none other than uh, Kane himself showed up to he he infiltrated. <laughs> went under went undercover. Uh, Kane. Well, actually, here you know before before we get into that, I think we have some stall sevens. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. Um, I've got a stall seven. I'm gonna ask. Actually, this is gonna be just for both of you because both of you guys have long hair. Um, I don't know if you noticed that Daniel Cohen, the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, AUDL reporter, longtime guy, uh, cut his hair yep. just last week. Um, he had this beautiful mane, longer than probably both of your guys. It was longer than mine, for sure. That was the that was every time I watched a podcast, I, I compared my hair length to his. So it it, it was an iconic. Uh, a kind of part of the AUDL and, and now it's cut. So the question is how long had he been growing it out? When was his last haircut? Ooh, okay. I'm going to use my hair's reference. This is three years and it's this tall with a little bit of shoulder, like just lower than shoulder. Four years. I'm cutting cut four years. Three and a half. It was three years. So <laughs> Babe, he must, he must leave it longer. He must leave it longer. Yeah. And what we cut it to, you know, that's true. His, his starting point is probably longer than ours. Dang. Daniel, if you're listening, man, love to have you on the pod sometime. <laughs> so we can talk hair care routine or ultimate. Either one. We'd love to have you. Uh, be careful. He might convince you to cut it off. He's trying to convince Adam Ruffner to cut his. So because Ruffner's Ooh. got that flow, too. Ooh. So I don't know. Something we'll about see. ultimate we'll and long hair. Just it, it attracts the right crowd, I guess. <laughs> awesome. Jay, you had a Stall 7? Um, yeah. So this is, again, less serious, more of a of a me thing. But I want to ask this one to Kane. Kane, I love the wind chill. We all love the wind chill. My, my next favorite team is uh, the Flyers. I, you know, just a random team. So in seven seconds or less, can you tell me who is my least favorite team? This is an interesting one because it's not least it's not the obvious. Team? Who is my least favorite team in the AUDL? It's probably like the Oakland Spiders for some reason. You probably have some vendetta against them. It, it is not the Oakland Spiders. Can I it take is... a stab? Yeah, go for it. I have no idea. You said it's not the obvious. So I'm going to say it's not the Union. Okay. I'm just going to randomly say, is it the Boston Glory? It's not. Ah. It's actually the Thunderbirds. Um, what? It's 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 a weird it's a weird thing. I don't like their logo. Uh, that's just that's a personal thing. But also, like, just like it's it's I don't like that they're in Central. I feel like they should be a like they just kind of throw me off every time I think about the AUDL. Like everything about sure. like Pittsburgh Thunderbirds being part of Central and like 
they don't play a lot of interdivisional games with like the wind chill and all that good stuff. So like every time I think about them, it just throws me off. So for that reason, I just really dislike the Thunderbirds. Just a, just a random weird thing. Okay. Nothing to do with the team. Nothing to do with like a just, player. Just because they live in Philadelphia. That's. They're slightly farther <laughs> east than I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly farther west yeah. than they should. <laughs> pretty much. Just, it's just because Pittsburgh is basically what you're saying. You have yeah, an issue with, with Pittsburgh. Okay. No, that's valid. That's valid. I get it. Um, okay, so my solid seven question. Uh, as you know, I went to tryouts this last weekend. This was the first year the Windchill have been able to host open tryouts like this. And how many years? When was the last year the Windchill were able to do this? Either one of you guys can answer. Uh, was it 2020? It was 2021, I believe, actually. Or no, it was 2020. Okay. Yeah, 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 because yeah. COVID. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So 2021, they, were, they had planned on doing one. And they had to shut it down. And then last year they did a sort of limited one that a lot of players were invited to. So it wasn't an open tryout as much as it was this year. And I think that's going to segue into kind of my first point that I wanted to bring up that I thought was awesome about tryouts. So if all the the listeners, uh, this is the voice of Kanovac, if you guys don't know who I'm speaking. Um, I went to the Wintel tryouts this last weekend held in uh, Minneapolis. And one of the things that I thought was really cool that stood out to me right away was the number of people who showed up was like close to the full 100 that they allowed. I, I, I didn't get an exact number. I didn't have time to ask Ben Feldman, but there were a lot of people who showed up. And it wasn't like high school teams or like full like club teams or anything like that. It was just a bunch of motivated individuals who have been playing ultimate for a while that wanted to come show up. And I thought that was awesome because right away it indicated to me that tryouts were, I mean, obviously for us three, that was something we were all excited about. That's something we all like were pumped for. It's something I took super seriously in my eyes like I, you guys know, I I talked to you guys before about my training regimen, how often I was working out, all that stuff. I thought I was taking it very seriously, and then to show up and see these, let's just say like eighty five other guys who were taking it even more seriously than I was, was awesome. It was so cool and honestly a little intimidating at <laughs> first, and even as I was getting into it, it's still a little scary. So that was just that's, really cool. That's super interesting. Um, so what would you say, like? was while still being you know like respectful i guess like what what was like the talent like the range of talent like would you honestly say there are people who had less experience than you because because for our listeners like kane hasn't had a lot of like like competitive experience right right like not quite yet yeah so i've i've been interested in ultimate for what five years now six years now like so i've been knowledgeable about ultimate i would say i was one of the worst ones there confidently i would say that and that's that's not me trying to like rag on myself and be like oh i was so bad or whatever no like genuinely like i busted my butt and i was still getting just dogged on by everybody else it was crazy yeah well that's and that's the thing like let's let's not make any like mistake here like kane there's a reason he tried out like he's he is a very athletic guy he we've been playing ultimate you know casually and and somewhat competitively for the last couple years but hasn't been this, the type of structure of like a club or college team. So like, that's what I mean when you don't have ex- experience, I mean, like in a very structured competitive 
uh, aspect. So yeah, that, that environment I would assume is extremely different than what we're used to. Yeah. It was intense from start to finish as well. And that's something I didn't really expect. I, I, I don't guess I don't really know why I wasn't expecting that. I thought maybe it would just all be, you know, a bunch of dudes hanging out, throwing a disc around. Because again, that's kind of what I've been conditioned to to experience myself. But like for reference, we so after throwing warm-ups and just doing a few like throwing drills to get warmed up and get ready, we went into doing basically like little mini clinics, these like three stations. And so the very first station that I was doing was just your average like mark, throw, go drill, where you throw the disc, you mark, and then you go cut. Except after about maybe five minutes of just having one mark, we switched to double teams right away. And I've never, like, again, my experience-wise, I've never even had a double team before on the field. Huh. And so that was, like, immediately, it was like, okay, here's this, like, high-level thing you have to get over. And that, that was for the first, like, first drill I did. So it, it just took me, kind of caught me off guard a little bit, for sure. Yeah. So what, what other kinds of, what other kinds of drills and stuff were there? Um, I'd say just pretty basic, like typical ultimate drills. That makes sense. Um, the next one we did was a Randy Moss drill. So for everyone who doesn't know, there was one person throwing deep hucks and it was supposed to be like a full field, like simulated throw. Hang on, hang on. Was it, was a current player throwing these hucks? Yes, was it uh, Josh Gordon Clayton? Larson. It was oh. Gordon Larson. Actually, I think uh, they had a couple of different people throwing, so they didn't okay, throw people's okay. arms. But we'll, we'll get we'll get to Gordon Larson in a little bit because I, I got I got some comments. Oh, I got um, a picture to share. <laughs> heck yeah! <laughs> uh, but the basically we had a, a person on offense, person on defense, and the person on offense had to basically choose which way to cut and try and shake the defender. And I think. Of all of the times I was on offense, which was a lot, we, we did this for 20 minutes cycling. So I had a lot of like reps. I think I got it on offense twice, both times when I had cut in. <laughs> so no, like I, and I'm fast. Like I booked it down every time, just got beat by someone on defense. I blocked it once. Hey, nice. So I'll take did, that. That's a dub for me. <laughs> did you ever apply pressure to not like i mean a like we've got like on the spot like just because you didn't get a block doesn't mean you didn't do a good job did you did you apply pressure so they didn't it did yes nice. yeah and so there, there were a couple where it was like i mean game situation yeah you, you're not going to get every single block but i mean in drills you're going to expect to get more than you would in a game i think that's kind of the point of drills is to do a better job than you would in a game so when you're in the game situation you can kind of repeat that success yeah and i didn't have success in drills that was the thing is like even for these guys who were just you know warming up and getting these like casual drills out of the way i was struggling and i was getting absolutely beat so quite the high caliber of talent <laughs> um then i guess i'll just go into the last drill which was not as fun it was a little mini 2v2 field was like maybe 25 feet long end zone was maybe like 10 feet long so and that was basically just, if you're on offense, go score. And that was just, again, super fast-paced, high-intensity. So. so I know we all have a lot of respect for these, you know, the ADL players. We all know how good they are. We all understand how athletic these guys are. 
Um, but I want to talk about like that double mark and everything that you were talking about right away. Just like facing that, how you said you never faced it before, like even in your competitive play. Do you think like when you see it on the field now, you you're thinking, I know how they're struggling with, or are you still thinking I have no clue? Like, you know, how how much more difficult is it than a single mark? Is I guess what I'm trying to ask. Um, the double team, honestly. <sighs> I, th- I think it's easier for the cutter because it limits what the cutter can do, if that makes sense. And so, like, the only way to get out of a double team is for the handler to break it. And so if you're going to be a handler, it's much harder to have a double team, obviously. And that just that just makes sense. It's just basic. But, but obviously the way it works with cutting was whoever was cutting, the handler just told them what to do, and then they executed so it's much more pressure on the handler to execute. And as someone who's not a handler, it gave me a whole new appreciation for how many times a double team can now get broken in the AUDL. Because I struggled to break one person mark. Like that's difficult enough. And so now these like handlers who are doing it on these two intense marks at the same time, it just blows me away. So it, it's definitely harder, honestly, than I thought it would be. And now when I see it in the game, I'm going to have a much more appreciation for the level of like field awareness that it takes. Yeah. I mean, like I know I've seen discussions on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and all these things. And I've had these discussions myself of like, how athletic are these players? And is our pros really different from a club team? And I mean, from what it sounds like, it really is the next level up. Like it's not. Definitely is. And I would say, even even between the three of us, I was I think I think I told this at some point earlier, not in the podcast, but I just I talked about this earlier. I think that of the three of us, even, and this is trying to like knock down either of your guys' opinions, I think I estimated ultimate players closer to the level of, of athleticism that they actually were. Like more so than you guys did. I think and, and even I going to tryouts was that much more astounded at the level of athleticism that I was met with. Like, to the point where I will now confidently say, and I do mean confidently, that these pro players are the same level of athleticism as other pro sports that are more well-established. Things like football, baseball, soccer, like, all that. Like, I would say they're on par with them. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say the average ultimate player would be able to meet the average like nba player for example nice so. interesting all right you heard it here folks yeah <laughs> i'll say it <laughs> i mean obviously a different skill set and all but like athleticism wise you say right. yeah i'm just i'm just speaking strictly athleticism wise mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. We're, so dumb question were you nervous oh yeah oh my gosh oh wow I like the second I got there, and this is this. I'm bringing it back to height. I know Jay disagrees with this. I was one of like the three shortest people there, <laughs> significantly. Like, especially when I was in the double team, I kind of like, especially because that was the first thing that we really did. Like, just being in the double team and just like how intense it was right away. I was literally shaking at one point, like beforehand. I was like, this is terrifying. Jeez. <laughs> How did you like manage that? How did you did you like do anything either right before tryouts or throughout the 
you know, the what, four hours you were there. Like, how did you manage your nerves and get your head? I just started talking to people. I really just had to like get out of my head and realize that uh, like everyone there trying out was super passionate about the same sport that I was passionate about. And I had to stop looking at it as I have to beat these guys. And I started looking at it as I want all of us to succeed. And so especially after the first like sets of drills and when we started doing some scrimmages and stuff, it just became a lot more like fun and loose for me. And I think at that point, I also kind of realized I'm not going to make the team. And and for everyone at home, there's no suspense building here. I was one of the first like three people cut. Don't worry. I like I didn't didn't even come close. And I think I, I think at a certain point, I kind of realized that, and I had to just like take it more casually and have more fun with the people around me. So. That's fair. So you like you got cut like that day? You saying or no? We got we got an email the next day. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and this is, again, stuff we've talked about off pod, but I feel like this year we kind of talked about how, like, if you were going to go try out, it's more kind of the the learning experience, right? Kind of the recon of what do you need to know so that next year maybe you can actually stand a chance, right? Like, For sure, yeah. And talking about that, I'm not saying that I'm not confident going into the next few years here, like, and I was I do want to try out again in the future because I'm not saying I have no chance at all to make it to that level. But and, and this kind of goes into the next thing about tryouts. There was definitely just a knowledge gap as well as a skill gap. There was definitely way more experience than you can train. And it, it just comes from being in high level ultimate for a while. And one thing that uh, so actually a lot of the windchill players were there as well, just kind of helping and run things. And a, a lot of the advice I got from them, especially once I kind of told them that, oh, yeah, I'm just taking this as like a way to learn. They were, yeah, just get, be serious. Take these as the high intensity reps that you don't get anywhere else. And a lot of the people trying out who have been on club teams for years and years were saying the same thing. They were like, yeah, I've never had this level of intensity before. And then during the, the little scrimmages, we were doing uh, four on four and then seven on seven. Uh, this was like one of the coolest parts, but also one of the parts I got just the most lost at the amount of calls from the sidelines. And I mean, like every single person on the sidelines was just talking to everybody on the field. Really? Like they were, they were calling defensive plays. They were calling uh, like where all the defenders were that the handler couldn't see. Like, making sure like they were calling out like, oh, dumps, like dump is covered, dump is covered, no around, like all these terms. That like I'm sure if you you know were in the sport more you would understand within like a week or two I was just gone like I had no clue what was happening <laughs> it was intense that's crazy yeah I mean yeah. it makes sense and you always hear hear them from the stands and stuff like chattering but you can't really make out what they're saying but right that's crazy yeah and it just it it just kind of showed that ultimate is a really smart sport as well you got to have that field awareness because you make that one mistake. You throw it to that guy who you thought was open mm-hmm. and it turns over now they score. And so having that like on the sidelines, you could just tell like it actually like a lot of times uh, cutters would change their cuts based on what somebody on the sidelines said. And that's the kind of thing, like I said, like I just don't have that experience. Like I, I've never had that like game awareness, like field knowledge. And so I think that was another like giant gap 
that separates even like high school players from like club players to ultimate, like professional players. It's just that field awareness and game knowledge. Jay, do you have a question? I got I got a couple other questions. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I was just thinking because you were talking about how like these guys are yelling at things, yelling things at you, and are you catching them? Like, is it is it confusing, or are you like, oh, I can hear them say this, and I can process the words they are saying, even if I don't understand what they mean? Right. Yeah. So, like, none of the words were foreign. There weren't like any new terms being ever like. It was all English. Does that make sense? Like, it was all words that I had heard related to Ultimate before. But they were just strung together so fast and so like dynamically that it started to not make sense. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then so this these are obviously scrims and everything, you know, you're not playing like professional games. Was everybody at least said everybody on the sidelines was yelling. Were they all yelling the same thing? Were they yelling different things? Um, for the most part, everyone's actually saying the same thing. Okay. So it, it was all consistent. Um a lot of it was mostly for handler movement was so handlers knew what lanes were clear and whether or not their dumps and swings were clear. So that that was mostly for the handlers. And then one last one on the same track. Do you think, I mean, you you basically just said that it was all consistent, but do you think teams professionally could benefit from having one or two guys being basically designated communication, basically being designated eyes on? I should have think about this. It, it Reminded me of Pat Frywise being brought to the Radicals as the offensive coordinator. Honestly, I think that's going to be the role he fills there. I think he's going to be the guy that's giving those calls out mid-play. I don't think, and this is just my speculation, after seeing how fast-paced Ultimate is, like how fast-paced it genuinely is at a high level, because again, this was, like tryouts were basically the intensity and high level that a pro game would be at. I think that the offensive coordinator is going to take that role of like during the play is happening, he's going to tell you what to do. I don't think it's going to be like football where it's okay. We have a 35 second period where nothing's happening. Let me call some plays out. I think it's going to be like in the moment he's calling out the handling movements. It's interesting that you brought up like football though. Cause like in football and baseball and stuff, like they have the communication pieces. Now they have earpieces and, well, like the like the catchers in baseball have like their plays on their arm. Like mm-hmm. I almost wonder if a, a version of that will develop eventually. But mm-hmm. like I mean, yeah, it's ultimate. Like, how do you have like an earpiece that sticks in your ear? But right. but right, if you have someone in your ear the whole time saying you know no dump or or whatever calls right. they're playing or whatever plays they're calling. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how they're gonna implement it, especially because. The reality of the situation is we don't have the funding, I guess, of or, or like the infrastructure that those professional sports do. But yeah. I definitely see that being a big part of the future of Ultimate as well, is switching away from the players on the sidelines giving calls to now having designated coaches for that stuff. Right. And obviously, Shrywise will is not going to just be called plays. Like he's going to be running the offense at practice and, and offense. Right, for sure. like the strategy. But yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes yeah, a lot I'm of not sense. trying to diminish like what he's going to be contributing to that for sure. Interesting. Um, okay, so I guess this is just kind of like two two questions. One's maybe a little bit obvious, but we got to ask like how how did you train? Like what did you do to prepare? And we kind of know the answer, but our listeners don't necessarily. Yeah. So I switched up my workout routine 
uh, you guys know I've been going to the gym for all of high school and into college now. So I'm not like new to the gym. And that's, that's something I want to highlight to everyone who's listening is that I'm not like your super athletic athletic person, but I will say, like, I think like average person, I'm slightly above that. And I'm not trying to be like, Oh, I'm, you know, super athletic, but I, I'd say I'm above average in terms he's, of. He's not like other guys. <laughs> I'm not like other guys. I, I, <laughs> I, I live bro. Um, <laughs> No, but I, I wasn't a stranger to lifting. So going into training, I kind of knew what I had to do. And so I did a lot of explosive training, like explosivity to, you know, get faster cuts. I had been watching like Brandon Mattis, for example. I watched him train and kind of did some of those workouts, like Roller McDonald. So basically just copied the workouts I had seen other professional frisbee players do. And even as someone who is experienced in the gym, I was still struggling to meet what these guys were doing. And I think that was kind of my first indication of like, oh crap, I'm going to be underprepared uh, because just trying to replicate what these guys have been doing with, with my limited knowledge, I thought I'd be able to, and I, I just wasn't. So gym training for sure, getting explosive. And then general, just like, trying to be fit enough that makes sense like cardio getting my body ready and a lot of mobility like shoulder and hip mobility and stuff like that but yeah I think it it takes a lot more training than I put into it and I and I put a decent amount into it but I think mostly most of the training and this is from my limited experience most of the training honestly has to come from playing ultimate I think that's, that's the athleticism training can only get you so far. You have to just be able to m- make the ultimate plays. So that's kind of what I was wondering too. Is like, I mean, you can't be you. You can be athletic, but you need to still have skills with a disc, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and they always say everyone. Everyone's always talking about like, oh, if LeBron stepped on a an ult- ultimate field, he'd be the best player out there. I'm like, yeah, he'd be a good player, but he probably wouldn't be the best player out there. Like, Definitely I'm not. I'm saying it. Like, Definitely not. Yeah. And again, you know, LeBron's got height, he's got athleticism, but like a, a skill with a disc is different than a skill with a ball, yeah. for example. Absolutely. And just the way it moves, the way the game flows. And again, I bring it back to uh, the double team. Like mm-hmm. you can't squat 350 and get out of a double team. Like that's not going to work. So, you know, it was a high, high level intensity training and it still wasn't enough. <laughs> So, you know, you're doing this training. You said you copied it off of the windshield players. You know, you're looking at what other guys were doing. Mm-hmm. So I, you said that other than a lot of the windshield players were there. How did your training actually compare to their training? Because I'm assuming you went, you know, head on head against some of these guys. Yeah, I did. I did go head on head. And I'm glad you brought this up because Brandon Mattis, I owe you an apology. Oh, not that I ever doubted any of your athletic ability, but I underestimated you. I'm gonna be honest, I underestimated your ability to just demolish someone. And I'm not joking, like, this isn't me trying to be funny. I know I'm laughing, but genuinely. So, tryouts were on Saturday. I woke up Sunday morning and my ankles hurt straight up, like, my ankles were in pain. 
Brandon Mattis broke your Brandon ankles. Brandon Mattis broke my ankles. I was marked player. up against him. I was marked up against him at one point, maybe even twice. I don't remember because again, it's just all like happening so fast. And in one cut, like in one like jump step, he had a three foot lead on me, if not more, like three to three to six foot lead on me off of one bound step before his other foot even hit the ground. And he just took off. <laughs> and I'm still going this way. And he's booking it, you know, 20 miles an hour in the other direction. I'm like, what am I supposed to do against that? And and again, I use I, I use a lot of what Brandon Mattis does for his training as my training. Because I was like, okay, he's like a great player. He's consistent. He's been doing this for years and years. Let's try and emulate that. And just being marked up against him, I just couldn't do it. I just, it, it was impressive and scary. It's honestly scary. And then I, another point, I was marked up against Bivon. I lost him. I literally lost him. <laughs> like I where believe Brandon that. Is, like where Brandon Mattis just like bounced off me just out of nowhere. I was like, okay, he's just gone now. Bivon came at me. Like, dude bum rushed me. And I was like, <laughs> he locked me up, went around me. And I was like, what just happened? It, it was like the Roadrunner from Looney Tunes. <laughs> I was I was Wiley Coyote and they were the stick of dynamite being shoved in my face by the bird. I was all sorts of messed up. So part of that is, you know, these guys are professional athletes. They do well, this is what they do. Um and if they're not, you know, playing professionally, they are a lot of these guys are involved entirely in ultimate year round. Mm-hmm. Part of it's the athleticism, but how much of it do you think was that, you know, field awareness, you know, how much of it do you think they just looked at you and said, I can bounce off this kid and he's never going to catch up to me. And they just knew that by just like knowing. I don't think they did though. I think that it really was honestly just their athleticism compared to mine. Because like even even watching them match up against other people at tryouts, other people fared a lot better than I did. And so I think it was like, obviously, yes, part of it is field awareness. They need to know where to cut. But just their ability to cut so fast and just so like intensely, uh, it was just pure athleticism, I think. So player gap, basically. Yeah, it's just skill gap, skill issue on my end for okay. sure. Okay, so I'm I'm curious then, um, I guess kind of like wrapping up this segment of the podcast. Like, who else did you meet? Um, both like like windchill players and also like others just like i'm just curious like what the vibes were who you met yeah what what you talked about i don't know um met a dude from omaha who his options were for like closeness were the chicago union or minnesota windchill and minnesota is actually close minneapolis is closer to omaha than it is to chicago so he tried out for minnesota was was it sam ward it was not Sam Ward. Uh, <laughs> isn't he from Oklahoma, though? He's uh, somewhere in the, again, kind of like Abe, like relatively Mid- close. Mid-South area, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah but I met, a, I met a couple players. I think there was another, there were a couple out-of-staters. Um, and then there was a lot of club players, a lot of Minnesota club players, a lot of Sub-Zero, uh, a few, I think I saw a few Dragon Thrust jerseys out there. So, you know, people, again, people who have been playing for a while at, at mm-hmm. a club level, at least. So, and then players-wise, um, like I said, Mattis, Bivon was there. Um, 
Jordan Taylor was there. Colin Barry was. That was really cool to see. Yeah, that was awesome. Colin Barry. I actually is he is he him. back in full force? He is, and he cool. was phenomenal, and it was really cool to see him. Jimmy Kittleson was there. Nice. Um, that was really cool. I actually talked to him for a while as well. He recognized me from the game. So <laughs> Kittleson, if you're listening, man. Uh, much respect to you. It was awesome to see you again. If you want to get on the pod sometime, let us know. Um, so yeah, just a, a lot of players. The ones that I was most excited about were the ones who've been reaching out for us for a little bit while. A lot of the younger guys. Uh, like Gordon Larson. Yeah, pull it up, pull it up. Um, I got to meet Gordon Larson and Noah Hansen. Um, and we're, we're getting this picture pulled up right now. But basically, both of these guys. Oh, yeah. What a, oh, you used the worst picture. Uh, <laughs> I had so many better ones. Dude, they were um, all the same. You sent like four pictures. They They, they looked exactly the same. Continue. Uh, anyway, anyway. So these two, Gordon Larson on the left, uh, no hands on the right. Both super cool dudes. And so neither of these guys, last year at least, were like, what are you? All right. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Why is Noah Hansen not wearing shoes? Anyway. <laughs> this was after tryouts. This was after tryouts. Bro. Okay, fair, fair. We were we were uncleated. Um, but yeah, so both of these guys aren't starters for the windchill, right? Like neither of them were starters and usually when someone's not starting in a sport that indicates that they're you know not as good right that kind of basically well maybe not like bad but just compared i would say both of these guys were just as good and that was really cool just the level of skill they were both at and i'm not i'm not calling mattis old i don't think brandon mattis is old but he's been on the team for nine years right ten years yeah so he's been doing this for a while and so it's cool to see that there's a bunch of younger guys as well. And I'll get to Paul Krennic in a second because that was awesome. <laughs> um, well, a lot of younger guys as well showing up. And it just kind of confirmed that Ultimate is getting more serious and more official. Because these guys who are you know, barely old enough to have a bachelor's degree are playing in this professional sport. And that's like that's the story of baseball and football, you know, these rising stars who are in their early 20s and th- these not just players who have been here for 10 years and so i thought that was awesome i gotta meet those younger players uh and the one who i didn't get a picture with unfortunately uh i meant to grab one with him we'll have to get one some other time was paul krennic who the thing that shocked me most about him i'm not this isn't like a joke the thing that surprised me most about paul krennic he is much more ginger than i thought he would be straight up kind of surprised me Dude's I've got seen, a little bit. Dude's got some orange in his hair. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've seen pictures. I've I've creeped on Paul Crack. I'll I'll just say it. I've sure. been cre- creeping on PK and Will Brandt and all the, and yeah, like they're they're still in college, so they have some pretty easily accessible high school pictures. Sure. And yes, I agree. Like PK in high school was, yeah, you're yeah, <laughs> same observation yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> not cool. But but basically, the point of all this, and I'm gonna get away from skills for a second. Like PK, uh, Noah Hansen, Gordon, Mickey Walsh, like a bunch of players I got to meet. They were all like really cool people. And I told them I'd give them a shout out on the podcast because I want them to know like genuinely they were what made tryouts like so awesome. Was just like how much fun these guys were having with it, how like skilled they were. And like it was kind of like a stark contrast to me where I was 
relatively unskilled and you know sweating and terrified and here were these guys who were just effortlessly throwing these 80 yard hooks and having a good time and just laughing and having a good time so that was really cool i think we have a really fun team especially a lot of the younger guys i think we can expect to see a lot of like personality a lot of character and a lot of high level game coming from them in the next few years here all right so i have one more this is yeah maybe maybe a bit i don't know less than kosher if you want to say it that no, way good. just go for um, it no one's listening anyway <laughs> any do you think that of these players who are trying out these guys you went up against not 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 the windchill players but the people you were trying out with do you think any of them were better than some windchill players you don't need to say which windchill players they're better than but just you know do you think they're better than any of the windchill players i'm gonna give this a politician's answer because i don't think there's any better way to answer this I would say that the team would have benefited from anybody at tryouts, if that makes sense. Like, I'd say, save from, like, me, right? Because I was just about to... I, about to I, I'm, I'm acknowledging. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't make a bad addition to the team, but I'm just saying, like, skill-wise, I wouldn't be this. <laughs> I'd be a really good, like, sideline support person, right? Um, But I think anyone who was trying out, who was above me like skill wise would have made a good addition to the team i don't think that the windshield would have suffered by adding any of these people to the roster and so hats off to the coaching staff of the windshield because you have quite the job ahead of you if you really want to get you know three or four players on the team because i would be struggling to pick any one person any any you know i couldn't narrow it down to 10 much less three so well, yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, I kind of want to segue. I mean, we've talked about you know tryouts this whole time, and honestly, this has been super interesting, super insightful. Um, Kane, great to have you on, man. <laughs> um, just just real briefly, kind of the last couple, you know, ten minutes or so of the podcast, like AUDL season's coming up. Uh, they just announced. I think the April twenty eighth is the the mm-hmm. official opening day, yeah. Um, and so I, I mean, honestly, I don't really have like a ton to talk about specifically, but just like kind of opening up, like I don't know, like do you guys have anything else to add in terms of like what to look forward to in the next couple of months? I mean, we actually we don't have a schedule yet, so we have the schedule to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, which once once the schedule comes out and once the roster is announced. That's like fun right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've got a couple of like games I want to play. We're gonna do like a like a draft and like a kind of a fantasy ultimate league between us. So um for sure, yeah. So what you're saying is lots of good content coming out soon. Everyone stay tuned for the 2023 season. Windchill Talk is giving you a place to get all your ultimate content. Until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you back to tryouts one more time. Not just my experience, but just like tryouts in general. I think if and, and I'm confident in saying this, every other team's tryouts were at the level that the windchills were. And, and I think if that's the case for every single team, then 2023 is going to be an incredible season all around. Like the, the amount of talent that this league is picking up, the amount of effort the players are putting in, the rising fan base, as I mean, as we've seen, not saying that our podcast is like the the golden standard, but I mean, 
there are fans who are getting interested in, in this league more. And so I think because of now seeing what the pot, what the tryouts were like, I, I'm just super pumped for what 2023 brings. And I, I, I'm honestly a little intimidated going into 2024 if I go to tryouts because it's only going to get better. I think that's awesome. So. Personally, what I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to watching the Radicals, um, obviously, with Trywise. I'm also looking forward to, the again, like what Cam was saying, like the league growing and everything um, and people taking it, you know, not necessarily more seriously, but more people get, getting more involved. Um, but then just even more so just like the Trywise, because we call it kind of the Trywise experiment at this point. If that helps the radicals, because you know, last year they had a game. I mean, Kane brought this up off the pod at one point. Last year they had a game against the Union where they lost by one point. Like that's it. Like they were close to beating, you know, the Union, who the Windchill was the only team that beat the Union last year. So like if the Windchill are gonna be struggling against the Radicals this year and the Radicals can be beating the Union, I, I stand by my point that I, I don't think the Union's gonna be top one, maybe not even in second place. Yeah. They might they might drop down to third. You know, looking at what these other teams are doing, and I'm I'm thinking that, you know, DC's doing. So looking at, I'm really like excited for like watching more than just the wind chill and like the central division shake up a bit. I'm thinking other divisions are going to be shaken up a lot more this year as well. That's the thing. I definitely, yeah, I want to bring us back to back to the fans. You know, I think like we started wind chill talk last year just kind of on a whim because again, we we really just had a passion for the sport, but this passion was born out of almost nothing. Like we didn't, we don't have a lot of experience. We still don't have a lot of experience with a disc in our hands. Like look at how Kane's talking about the game. And like, I've only played like one ever competitive ultimate first big game in my life. I, uh, Jay, I don't think you've ever played any like actual real ultimate. Like, so if, if you're a fan or of, of sports or ultimate or anything, like we really do encourage you to just, just stick along. Like, obviously, yeah, we want, we want the listeners. We want the, the article reads like all that great stuff, but like, more than just like a selfish, you know, like on Instagram, we really th- think that this is something to share. Um, and if you're just even just dabbling in this a year ago, none of us would have even considered like what this had, like what, what this was. And we wouldn't have been able to talk about the team as fluently as we are now and the league as a whole. Like, so I, I just want to, I just want to reach out to the fans we, we're starting to grow a little bit of a following on Instagram and Twitter and our podcast listens get a little bit higher every, every time we send a new episode out. So just want to thank you for listening so far and definitely just encourage you to keep listening. Send us questions. If you have questions, send us comments, uh, tell us what you like and don't like about the podcast articles. It's been, it's been so fun following the team in the league and we hope that you're liking it too. Yeah, absolutely. Just piggybacking off that a little bit. I'm not, I'm not going to try and surmise it any better than you did, but this really is a passion project. And I think that having done what we've done so far, I'm super excited to see where we go in this season as well. And like I said, it, it's, it's definitely a passion that we all share. And the best part of it is the conversations that we get to extend to you guys. So like Jeff said, we're always open to answering DMs on Instagram. Shoot us a tweet. We'd love to have the conversation with you and we'd love to see some of you guys out at some of the games as well. So I think we're doing some more, some more giveaways maybe later in the year. Maybe I shouldn't be disclosing any information right now, but yeah, just keep following us along. We want to bring this to as many people as we can because it's something that we love to do. 
and and please if you if you hear something that we say on this podcast or a tweet or anything and you disagree or if you think you have a better opinion tweet at us like you yeah. know like at us you know call us out like we want to have those conversations like yeah we we'll are all exactly we're all right. yeah we'll tell you why we're right we're all you know we're just three guys who watched the wind chill and one who tried out for it you know we are very prone to being wrong about our opinions or having bad opinions so we, we'd love right. to have that conversation with the fans as well that's right and yes we are doing some giveaways coming up um nothing official yet but yeah we're we've got some stuff coming before the season starts so well if you are listening on spotify we're wrapping up this podcast if you are watching on youtube stick around for the next couple minutes we got a little fun little game we're gonna play drafting a you know buy buying an o-line out of 18 dollars or whatever it is 